This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. During the early part of the 2021 NFL season, there has been much discussion about the growing length of the losing streak compiled by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Losing streaks are certainly not worthy of a badge of honor, but they are certainly a great topic of discussion. When Jacksonville recently dropped its 19th straight game, it marked just the fifth time in history that a club experienced that regrettable distinction. In fact, since the Super Bowl began in 1967, it was only the third time that an NFL organization suffered that many consecutive setbacks. Jacksonville equaled the Detroit Lions mark of 19 losses in a row from 2007 to 2009, but both teams still fell short of the woeful Tampa Bay Buccaneers. During the 76-77 seasons, the Bucks lost 26 straight games, the second worst such streak in NFL history. But today, we'll look back at the longest losing streak in NFL history from a team that was on the short end of the score 29 straight times. 29 straight losses? Is that possible in today's age of parity? It's possible, but the team holding this dismal record found every conceivable way to lose 29 ball games. It managed to keep the streak alive due to player disappearances, bad luck, poor play, and even a punter knocking himself out on one of his kicks. It is a streak of hopelessness and humor, ugly play and valiant efforts, but it is still, unfortunately, the worst ever. For nearly three full years, this team never saw daylight, so in this episode of When Football Was Football, we'll take a closer look at the Chicago Cardinals from 1942 through 1945, the holders of the record that every coach wants to avoid in his career, although some have strayed very close to doing so. So who was responsible for the Cardinals' losing streak? We'll be brave here, and instead of beating around the bush and saying, oh, it was a team effort, we're going to learn from it and move on, we're going to go straight to pinpoint the exact reason. It was quarterback Paul Chrisman. Who then was responsible for ending the long, hopeless streak? Once again, we're going to name Paul Chrisman, and we'll explain in a moment exactly why Mr. Chrisman found himself on both ends of the longest losing streak in NFL history. Back to the beginning. On October 18, 1942, the Cardinals edged the Detroit Lions 7-0 when halfback Bob Morrow scored on a fourth-quarter run. Things were looking up for the 1942 Cards since the team, under coach Jimmy Councilman, moved to 3-2 on the season and equaled its win total from 1941 when the club finished 3-7-1. The following week, however, the Cards failed to score twice in the fourth quarter from inside the five-yard line of the Cleveland Rams and lost a tight 7-3 decision. That would turn out to be the closest the Cardinals would come to denting the win column again in 1942 as they lost five more games to finish 3-8 with those last six losses arriving in succession. But where was Paul Chrisman? Chrisman was the prize catch for the Cardinals in the 1941 draft, an All-American quarterback from the University of Missouri. 
He was such a gifted passer that his nickname, even in college, was Pitchin' Paul, a well-deserved moniker after Chrisman led the nation in passing in 1940. The Cardinals landed Councilman in the draft along with fullback John Kimbrough of Texas. Councilman was confident that these two would quickly reverse the recent misfortunes of the Cardinals. However, Kimbrough found employment with the New York Yankees football team and Chrisman encountered other challenges that would prohibit him from playing. On September 14, 1941, the Chicago Tribune noted, Through no fault of his own, Chrisman has given the Cardinal management some beautiful headaches. First, he wasn't sure if he would play professional football. Then, after he had decided to join the Cardinals, the Army put in a hurry-up call to him. Paul countered by joining the Naval Reserve. And only yesterday afternoon, it was definitely learned that Chrisman will be too busy with his naval duties to play with the Cardinals. And so, the gifted Christman, who Councilman expected to rely on for his passing and leadership for years, would not be seen in a Cardinals uniform until 1945. Then during the offseason after the 1942 campaign, Coach Councilman decided to retire from pro football and took a position with baseball St. Louis Browns. Owner Charles Bidwell named former Cardinals player and assistant coach Phil Handler to head the team in 1943. It would turn out to be a thankless job as the Cardinals fumbled, stumbled, and bumbled through a 0-10 season. Of course, there are reasons for this monument to ineptitude, as the winless record might attest. The loss of players to the service during World War II affected the Cardinals in 1943, as it did every other NFL team at the time. In addition, the Cards' leading offensive force, halfback Marshall Goldberg, was lost for the season due to an injury suffered in a preseason game. The Chicago Tribune speculated that finding a replacement for the multi-talented Goldberg would not be easy. It said, All these fellows will have to make up for the loss of Goldberg, who was all of these, a running threat, defensive specialist, safety man, and signal caller. In the end, the loss of Goldberg, although not necessarily the only reason, would be a primary contributor to the collapse of the 1943 season. The Cardinals were blown out by Detroit in the opener, 35-14, followed by a whipping from Washington, 43-21, in a game played in Buffalo, New York. These first two defeats were followed by eight more, as the Cardinals finished 0-10 for the abbreviated season. This was the first winless slate in the history of the franchise, and the long season grew longer as the lack of depth and the usual injuries engulfed the squad. Big 6'6'N Clint Wager, recently acquired from the Chicago Bears, went down early as a result of a highly unusual practice injury. While practicing his kicking, Wager missed the ball in a punting attempt and slammed his knee into his head. Ouch! result, he fractured his own skull with his botched boot. Wager eventually recovered to continue his dual career as both a pro football and a pro basketball player. The losing streak was 15 when the Cardinals met the Bears in the final game of the 1943 season. In a wild surprise, the Cardinals jumped out to a 24-14 lead over the Bears early in the fourth quarter. Could this be the end of the streak? 
Nah, those dreams were quickly shattered by the not-so-fancy footwork of one Bronco Nagurski. You may have heard the name before. Bronco returned to the Bears in 1943 after retiring from football in 1937. Nagurski had been signed as a tackle in 1943, but due to injuries was used again as a fullback against the Cardinals. Nagurski responded by picking up 84 yards on 15 carries that day and scoring the first of three touchdowns for the Bears in the fourth quarter, leading to a 35-24 victory, wiping out that 10-point lead of the Cardinals. The desperate Cardinals had now sunk into the mire of defeat 16 straight times. As bad as things went in 1943, they became worse in 1944. Several more key Cardinals reported for military duty, including what might have been considered the entire 1943 backfield. Marshall Goldberg, Bob Morrow, Joe Bucant, and Ronnie Cahill. At least 42 Chicago Cardinals were now in the service, with Mazzanelli still in captivity with the Japanese and former N. John Shirk being held by the German army. As the losing scheme sat at 16 games, the Cardinals were thought to be improved somewhat in 1944 when they merged temporarily with Pittsburgh. In fact, some folks around the league indicated that the combined rosters of the team, now known as the Card Pits, would easily be the class of the NFL that season. That, of course, never happened, as the Card Pits distinguished themselves as probably the worst team in the history of the NFL. The final record of 0-10 was certainly well-deserved, as the team was rarely competitive. Cardinals tackle Chet Bulger summed up the essence of the season, later stating, We would get beat so bad, we were ready to cry. The official team name of the carpets quickly evolved into the satirical carpets. And why not? Every team in the NFL simply walked all over them like your great aunt's favorite shag carpet. Now with 10 more losses in 1944, the losing streak was set at 26 straight with no end in sight. Or was there? With the war ending in 1945, many veterans returned to play pro football, including the aforementioned Paul Christman. The Cardinals were no longer attached to the Steelers in 1945 and confidently wandered into three more quick losses to open the season. In those three defeats, the Cards scored a mere six points while giving up 57. It would be difficult to win without putting points on the board. And then the rumor started that Christman was only days away from his discharge from the military. The Chicago Tribune stated on September 20, 1945, stating, If Paul shows his college form with the Cardinals, the league's doormat team may start the long, laborious post-war climb it has been talking about. Two weeks later, Christman made his long-awaited debut in a 21-6 loss to the Eagles, the 29th straight loss for the Cardinals. Next up for the Cardinals would be the crosstown rival Bears, who had already won three NFL titles in the 1940s and would win again in 1946. Christman completed just 10 of 36 passes against the Eagles, but his accuracy was there if the sure hands of the receivers were not, dropping several of Christman's tosses. But he was back after four years in the military. Perhaps with the incentive of having the dangerous Christman in the lineup, the Cardinals went out on October 14th 
1945 and upset the Bears 16-7 to finally end the 29-game losing effort. The Tribune reported that Paul Christman figured prominently in the victory. The Cardinals' defense held the Bears to just 17 yards on the ground, while quarterback Sid Luckman completed 13 of 26 tosses for 196 yards. Christman's numbers were not spectacular, picking up only 86 yards through the year, but his leadership of the offense helped the Cards pick up 241 yards on the ground. The good feeling of the victory did not last long as the Cardinals lost their last six games to finish 1-9 in 1945. However, the stage was set as Christman and the Dream Backfield led the Cardinals to the NFL Championship just two years later in 1947. But the experience of returning from war to the 1945 version of the Cardinals was something that Christman never forgot. In fact, when asked in an interview what was his most hazardous experience from the war years, he quickly responded, why, playing behind the 45 Cardinals line. Thank you for joining us for this episode of When Football Was Football. We hope you'll be with us next time as we take a peek into the world of rugged train travel of teams playing in the 1940s as we examine the worst road trip in NFL history. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on When Football Was Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique Unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876, including t-shirts, long-sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, R-O-W number one, for access to the full Row 1 catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row 1 Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes.